Sorry. They're gonna I, say I, I, I just heard the ice cream man outside and it just made me laugh. It was just like, ha, ah, the ice cream man's back. It's great. Make a run and then come back. Just really quick. <laughs> make a, yeah, I'll be right back, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Toffee Blues USA, your source for all things Everton, American style. Uh, Jerry Gibson joining you, uh, definitely not live, recorded from Winston-Salem. North Carolina, and joining me today is recidivist Jeff Waldner. He's back for even more. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing, buddy? Are you all right? I'm, I'm, I'm good. It's been a, it's, it's been an Everton week, right? My it's gosh, the life of an Evertonian, kind of condensed into just a few days. Um, but uh, but yeah, thanks for I'm I'm happy to pinch it tonight. I wasn't yeah. you know, originally on the show, and you uh, caught me at a good time. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to I'm happy to pinch it. Plenty yeah, of digging. Plenty I'm digging your shirt, you're digging your shirt, digging your background. Yeah, just, Rotterdam. Yeah, the shirt yeah, is Rotterdam. Oh, so yeah. cool. You've got to. Oh, sometimes you have to go retro to kind of break free from the present day, right? <laughs> That's what I I should be wearing that shirt back there right now that one oh, that one back there that, you know what? that classic logo love it yeah i love it I, part of me wishes that was still the logo gotta be honest for those yeah. of you who are listening and not watching and are in the dark it's the uh it's that goodison park throwback that we did uh, a few years ago was it two or three years ago i was trying to remember anyway that, that was my um, i think yeah yeah years. i think maybe three years ago yeah, I know when I was at Liverpool two years ago, it was still, they still had the, a lot of the logo merchandise in uh, in Everton 1 and Everton 2. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I've got a hoodie with it. Yeah, I, I love that logo. Love it. It's a good one, man. It's a good one. I, I should have bought the whole family a bunch of gear with that logo. It's just uh, <laughs> to have the guts to, to wear a kit like that all season. I'd love to love to see yeah. that happen. Uh, so, so, Jeff, uh, just do a emotions check-in right now. Uh, like, you know, I do, I do the calm app before I me meditate and it's like, Hey, let's check in. How are you feeling right now? And you got anxious, you got, you know, uh, angry, uh, you know, I reached, I just, for, I reached for my beer really quick. And so <laughs> how are, how are you? What's your check-in right now, man? You know, are you unsure? That's when I go with a lot. You know, the strangest thing about, well, of many strange things about being an Evertonian is you almost, you're almost more comfortable amid chaos than you are when things are going great. Yeah. Because I think we all kind of need that period where we kind of get a little introspective and, mm -hmm. and you can see the, you can see the tweets go out, right? You, you see the tweets go out, um, you know, Everton's bigger than one person, right? Everton's, you know, we're a family. We're, we're this global blue family. We're, you know, Everton as 1878, um, players and managers come and go, but we go on, right? There, there, there's all this, everything going on, but that's, it's, 
it's good for us. It's, it's kind of, it's what we do. We kind of, we rally together when things aren't going well. It's almost like we're more comfortable in that situation than we are uh, when things are great. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that things are bad right now. I, I just, you know, it's, it's the reality of football hit us and it hit us hard. Mm. And the unfortunate reality of, of this sport in this day and age that things like this happen and we'll talk a mo- little more about it in a bit, but, uh, um, but it's cool how we kind of, we kind of rally together when things aren't going well. I think even more so when, uh, when the team's playing well. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's been, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's what we do. Um, it's peaks and valleys. It's that roller coaster of emotions that, um, any Evertonian that's been a fan for any period of time is is used to experiencing, and we just experienced it again this week. It's just a little different because it was so unexpected. Um, we weren't prepared for this. I think a lot of times we kind of know kind of where maybe things are heading, but uh, I don't think anybody, um, you know, a week ago, I don't even know, I'm losing track of time, what day did it become? Did the rumors even start maybe um, the first of the week, I guess, or maybe last mm. weekend, but um, <clears throat> very unexpected. So yeah, that, that makes it a little more difficult, but uh, we move forward because that's, that's just, that's what we do. Fans of this club. That's just what we do. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have to, we'll, we'll jump into the, into whatever it is you're talking about, you know, I, I just, I just don't have the foggiest. Uh, I will jump into that. And first, Jerry. Yeah, you want to go positive let's, first? I am all let's over. Have, let's all have over. a let's have a genuine happy moment. Um, so I, I I got a I was just inundated with messages from the Toffee Blues group saying, "Oh my gosh." You guys, our American blue friends are going to be flipping out right now. Blah, blah, blah. This is happening. You guys have to go. Everton are coming to America. Yeah. It's it's a thing. It's a reality. And immediately, my heart leaps. And I'm like, oh, everybody shut up. Everybody in the world, just shut up. Just don't move. Do nothing hold on you know and and it was amazing wonderful thing and then after that brief little bit of joy i have a freak out because i start going oh crap how do i do this how how do i do this because they're coming to florida they're coming to florida jeff and guess what i'm gonna be in florida in this in in july i'm gonna be there and so i told i looked and i was like oh man what if they're gonna be there while i'm already in orlando this is awesome the whole family could go this is they're not, Jeff. They'll be there five days after we leave. And so as I, I told the group, I was like, I don't know if I can work this out. I don't know if I can do it. And and then John was just like, yeah, you have to do it, Jeff. You have to. And so then my wife started telling me this is sort of a moral imperative kind of thing. So yeah, uh, I uh, I just bought a ticket. And and Jeff, it seems like we're going to be, we're going to be able to, Hang out in Orlando, man. I'm very excited. It's funny. There's a side story, kind of similar, um, yeah. because I didn't. 
I've, I've kind of had kind of a little bit of an insider view to kind of what's mm. been going on with Everton just I'll through my involvement with the fans engagement team. <laughs> and, uh, we knew, and I think it was somewhat common knowledge, that Everton was planning a a return to the U.S. pre-COVID. Uh, I didn't expect it was going to happen this summer because of uh, the lockdowns, especially the ones impacting uh, the UK, are still very much in, in play. So I was thinking it was, we're talking 2022. I was pretty confident that Everton was coming. So I was caught a little bit by surprise, but funny story, um, anyone who knows me and anyone who even is on social media with me knows how big of a music guy I am. And I've said since the beginning of the lockdown that the biggest thing that I missed through everything was live music. Mm -hmm. um, sports, anything else paled in comparison to me getting back to concerts. So I've been buying concert tickets probably. Yeah. I've been, I've I feel been, like I've seen several posts from you buying concert so tickets. Time on, yeah, Ticketmaster. Well, the funny thing is, is I get somehow get myself into a pre-sale for Foo Fighters in Cincinnati. Um, and I get tickets for me and my wife and a couple friends. And it's July 28th. The next morning, Everton announces they're going to be in Orlando. So I turn, I tell my wife, it's like, uh, can you find somebody else to take my ticket for Foo Fighters? Because I am, I am going to Orlando. I will not be here. So, so yeah. you're going to go to both games, the 25th and the 28th. Yeah, I'm going to stay. Um, I'm hoping, and and there there are so there are a lot of things in the works for everybody out there's information um, about fan events and things that are going to be going on. So hoping to be involved in a quite a, quite a lot that will be going on in Orlando Neat. matches. Um, so felt that like I wanted to be there for the entire week. So I am actually flying in on Saturday um, the 24th and then flying out on Thursday the 29th. So I will be there the whole, the whole week. Um, to be a part of whatever will be going on. Itineraries and different things are kind of up in the air, but obviously between matches, there will be some fan events. There will be some inter interaction. Um, I, you know, I don't know what that's going to be yet, um, but there are a lot of things in the works. So yeah, so definitely I'm, I'm mostly just excited to meet so many people that I haven't met face to face that I only know via social media or I know via Zoom calls. Um, and it was fun the past couple of days, everybody kind of tweeting out what row they're in. And I'm in 122 row Q. And I'm in, as I'm in 122 G. So there yeah. We there we go. And people responding saying, I'm in row. S, I'm in row R, I'm in row, and, and people that I was in um, <clears throat> Liverpool with two years ago, they're like, we're in row Q, we're right next to you, <laughs> and I haven't seen them since, since then, awesome. um, so it's just, it's going to be, I'm not even concerned about how many first players, first team players come, or, or the quality of the football, because it's preseason, I'm yeah. just looking forward to just this the blue family, all these people that, you know, some of us know personally, many of us don't getting together and being in one place. And it's just going to be, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be. Yeah. I, 
Uh, I've already talked to you. I talked to Jake Holton, who mm -hmm. was like, hey, hope, hope to see you there. And I talked to Jacob, who uh, has come on. Uh, I don't know people, he's come on twice in this show, and he's going to be there too. Uh, so it's like I've already touched base with three of my American Evertonian brethren who are going to be there uh, for – and we're only going to, I'm only going to be there for the Sunday game because as I told you, I would have just been Orlando a week. So I can't pull off right. being there another week afterward, but uh, I'll be there for the Sunday game. I feel like a big portion of what I'm going to be doing that day is just walking around going, Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. You know what I mean? So it's almost like just kind of uh, you're yeah. like, Hey, it's weird not having a screen, uh, you know, but you're, you're a yeah. person now. This is cool. So the yeah. only regret, you know, the only regret for me is that so many of my friends in Liverpool um, who want to come, at least as, at this point now, who knows, things are changing so fast that maybe in a week or two, things could be drastically different. But at this point, they won't have the opportunity to come. And, um, and I don't know how many people know, but like Orlando is a massive tourist destination for people in England, specifically Liverpool. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that I, I know some that had uh, trips already planned with no knowledge that Everton was coming. They had trips planned to Orlando for this summer Jeez. and had to cancel the trip and then Everton announces they're coming. So, um, so yeah, my, you know, my heart breaks for them. Um, but, yeah. but conversely, I'm hoping to see them in 2022 when I can, when I can get back to Liverpool. So, but yeah, yeah it would be, it would be awesome if, uh, if they would be able to join us, that that would be the perfect scenario. So, so my thoughts go out to them because it, we're, you know, we're not quite there yet where yeah. they'll be able to travel to America and that's, I feel bad for that because a lot of them have expressed interest in coming and a lot of them want to meet mm -hmm. us and I, you know, I want to meet them. Um, but um, yeah, but we'll hopefully who knows things, maybe things will change. Uh, so the, the first match that Sunday is against, uh, is it Millonarios uh, from Colombia? Yeah. And then guaranteed a second match on um, Wednesday, which would right. either be the championship match or it'll be for third place, but guaranteed two matches. So regardless of what happens, it'll be, it'll be fun. And who knows who, who knows who will be in our squad with, with these things you never know because we have Copa America, we have the Euros, right. who knows, but, but I think anyone will, you know, um, anyone will do, I think, for the most part. And I think the biggest thing is just for Evertonians to be together for the first time since 2013 in America. Um, and I know that the club and, uh, and those of us in, involved in those things will try to put together some events for, for fans over those few days yeah. in Orlando. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be outstanding. And um, even if there isn't anything, I'm sure we'll just find our way into the, <laughs> into the pubs and we will happily uh you know happily lubricate together so it'll be <laughs> it'll be great it'll be great so really cool news really cool news uh you know and just the kind of thing that i i it, it took me by surprise i'll be honest i'm 
I told you I'm doing this project right now, uh, making a documentary about the USL2 WPCL uh, PSL team and teams. And it's like, it's uh, my life is a blur right now. Just, you know, like I, I'm surprised I had a, my kid at a tournament in just outside of Washington, DC this past weekend, a soccer tournament. And we got back to town late Monday and it's just the, and then to get this daggone like Everton news, it's just been like punch after punch after punch. Some good, like a punch, and then they rub your chin, and then a punch, and they poke out your eye. You know, all this weird Everton stuff is happening right now, and I don't know how to digest it. I got to tell you. Um, so we started with this pleasant, awesome news for American Evertonians. And actually, to be honest with you, for a lot of my friends in England, they think it's cool too, the fact that we actually get to go to a game. You know, yeah. they were like, oh my gosh, that's going to be great for you guys. You're going to have such a blast. Yeah, we will. It's awesome. Um, but conversely, conversely, bad things, uh, bad things happened this week. If, if, uh, we did, uh, I, we, Carlo's not, not in the house anymore. Uh, so that's a thing. So we have to, we should, we should dig into this a little bit, all right? Let's dig into Carlo, all right? Dig into this situation. Uh, and then we'll, I mean, I'm sure in our questions thing, people are going to ask us who, who we like. So maybe we make this part about Carlo leaving, and then we talk about replacements later. Yeah. Okay. So, so what do you think? How are you, how are you taking this bizarre Carlo situation? I didn't see it coming. I was naysaying it from the beginning. Like, I don't think this is real. I didn't see it coming. And I'm pretty sure, um, well, almost certain that Everton didn't see it coming either. Um, my initial reaction was, was concern about the, 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 the project at, at Everton. My initial reaction was, Carlo Ancelotti is reacting to displeasure about the way things are happening at Everton and concerns with the project as it, as it was progressing toward the future, um, the way the season ended, um, and, and so on and so forth. And I kind of tweeted out something to that effect and um, I got a lot of very eloquent responses from my fellow Evertonians that really kind of made me realize, look, th there's a reality to this. And the reality is it's Real Madrid. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the state of football in this day and age. And whether Everton was prepared for this, it doesn't seem like maybe they were. Um, I don't, I don't think that Carlo's words about feeling confident about the project at Everton, loving where he was living in Crosby, enjoying his walks on the beach. I don't think any of that was, he's just, he's just, I don't think any of that was BS. Right. I think he legitimately meant that. The fact is, is that Real Madrid opened up. Now, there are some reports of conflicting about kind of the order of how things transpired. 
right. who reached out to who reached out to who first? Was it Carlo's team reaching out to Real Madrid and saying Carlo isn't happy with the way things are going at Everton? Is he a candidate for this job? Or was it Real Madrid coming to Carlo and saying, we're interested in discussing you um, a return? Yeah. I don't know. But the fact is, is that Everton, as much as we love them, is not Real Madrid. And, and, and Carlo at his age, 61, gets an opportunity to return to Real Madrid and, and accomplish what he clearly would not accomplish at Everton. Let's be honest with ourselves. It's an offer that he's not going to turn down. Yeah. That's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. Um, we can get upset about his comments that he made at the press conference the other day. Mm-hmm. But again, there's a reality in football right now that so few of us like, but we understand the reality in football. It's, it's mm-hmm. a nasty business. It's a top-heavy business. It's a money-driven business. There are very few fairy tales in football um, these days. Lester was a 5,000-to-1 shot. Do you be honest with yourselves? There should never be a 5,000-to-1 shot in football. Mm. If there is, then there's something wrong. If one of your 20 teams is a 5,000-to-1 shot, there's something wrong. But that's the reality of the sport. We went through the Super League saga. Yeah. That's the reality of the sport. And we as Evertonians, we believe in fairy tales. That's why we're here. Yeah. Um, we've seen our, our club achieve great things. Uh, our club is one of the greatest clubs in England, if not one of the greatest clubs in the world. Um, the reality in this day and age is different. And unfortunately, that reality hit us very, very hard this week and unexpectedly. So now we're scrambling for a solution. So we can blame we can blame Carlo for that, or we can just understand the reality of the era in which we live and where Everton fits into that era. That doesn't change the fact that our goals remain the same. Everton Football Club should be competing for European spots every year. I don't care who's our manager. I, I don't. It doesn't matter. That that's that's. Everything we do should be geared toward us competing for European spots every single year. And that's the, that's the minimum expectation. Um, so now we move on because that's, that's what we do. Now we move on. We've been dealt a hand. Now we move on. Um, and um, I guess then we, you know, we look for a replacement, but we've, we've had a lot of different styles of managers during my time as an Everton fan. Mm-hmm. So if you, if, if, you know, we're going to, we're going to discuss, well, what kind of manager do you want? You know, I just want a manager who's going to continue us moving forward. Mm-hmm. I want a manager who's going to continue the project that's underway. And it's going to change because you don't have Carlo Ancelotti which means you're probably not going to sign a, cal- a caliber of player like James Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that, you know, I don't know if that's an unfair thing to say, but it might be the reality of the situation, but that doesn't mean we can't compete for Europe without players, a caliber of James Rodriguez. Right. 
so we we just we just go on <laughs> and then that's where that's really all i do we just we just have to go on um and they have to give marcel brands a control over and i'm encouraged by some reports that came out this afternoon that that marcel is leading the recruitment for a new manager obviously mushiri is going to have his say but um we just need to move forward jerry yeah. that's that's all yeah. we do let's I don't know what your thoughts are on it. Yeah, I'm I'm still a little thrown off by the fact that it's even happened. You know what I mean? Like it's it hasn't it's weird. It's been a while, so it's 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 had time to soak in. It just still hasn't for me. Weird. Um John uh Toffee Blues John just tweeted this. It's a a quote from Fabrizio Romano. <coughs> <coughs> saying the players didn't know about the situation with Ancelotti. They were really surprised yesterday. So let's see what happens in the next days. But Everton are planning with director Marcel Bronze to rebuild with a new manager. They want to decide and to plan for the right man for the job. It was a shock with Ancelotti, so they need to plan for something new, a new project. So here's the thing. We brought Marcel Bronze in to be director of football. Mm -hmm. I would like for him to do that now. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, um, like I, I like the signings that Ancelotti got. I liked them. They're, you know, you look at uh, Hamas Rodriguez. I love Hamas Rodriguez. You know, he's, he's injury prone. Yes. But we know that we knew he, when he came in, uh, but does he add something? Yes. Is he marketable? Yes. There's a lot he does for us. We just need to be in a position where we don't rely on him. That's what we need. So we need some more reliable players so that we can use him as a luxury, the way he, sort of what he is right now, you know? Um, I'm like, I think we hired Ancelotti because we felt like he was the best possible person for the job. I'm thinking about the project. I'm curious who Marcel Bronze wants to hire. I want someone who is going to be like, is going to let Marcel Bronze do his job. Mm -hmm. All right. I just want to see this in action. I would love to see Mashiri not say, I'm getting that person because doggone it, this is a club I put a lot of money into and doggone it, that guy's a big name. You right. know what I mean? I mean, granted, with Ancelotti, it worked out well, right? But I, I, I'm ready to start seeing, you remember when we brought in Marcel Bronze, we were thinking we are going to get on that track where we were recruiting all the great young talent and we'll sell them if they want to leave. It'll be fine because we'll have this conveyor belt happening because we're going to have a director of football who knows the game, who knows how to recruit. You right. know, he knows how to scout. He knows what, what we need. He knows how to build the team, certain style, get a manager who can, who can manage that style and coach that style. And, you know, I mean, you look at, look at what Dortmund does. Dortmund brings new players in and then they shuffle them off. Here's 100, 100 million euros for this guy, you know? And they just have another guy ready, always, you know? And I think it's, a, it's admirable, you know? And it's smart. That's how you build. That's how you get big. And if you got a player that thinks they're too big for your club, you know what? They don't need to be there. If they think they're too good for you, they think they're, they, they want to be somewhere else, if they're pining for somebody else, you really want to be dating somebody who wants to be with somebody else? No, that's not healthy for anybody. You know, you got to think to yourself, you know, I don't know. You got to value yourself, you know? So, so yeah, man, I'm Ancelotti leaving. Do I think there's a possibility 
that uh, his house getting broken into at that point unsettled him a little bit? Maybe. His family? Maybe. Yeah. I'd say that's that seems really, if I was him, it would mess with my family probably, right? Um, am I trying to like see things from his point of view, you know? A little, because that's my nature. That's who I am. That's what I do, you know? But am I really at this point, am I angry? I just don't have the anger to spare. Yeah. I just don't, you know? I think it stinks he's going. It stinks even worse if he tipped Madrid off and was like, hey, there's something in my contract that could let me leave easy. Just saying, you know, yeah, that would suck. I'd be, that'd be pretty, pretty not cool, you know, pretty uh, disloyal. Um, one would think if he sat there and really believed what he said about the club that he would want us to get the certain type of comp compensation, right? Yeah. And I, and this is me putting my, maybe putting my journalist hat on or maybe just looking at things from a different perspective, but I have, uh, over the years, have had kind of this same conversation with a lot of fans when yeah. a player chooses to leave or a manager chooses to leave. Mm -hmm. And my, my outlook on that is that, the, is that players and managers don't make job decisions much differently than we do. Mm. The dollars are different. Maybe, you know, some of the considerations are different. Um, for most of us, I mean, for you, Jerry, it's probably the same. But, uh, but, the, but, you know, they make decisions. They could be decisions based on money, obviously. Mm -hmm. It could be decisions based on um, the opportunity to win at a higher level than where they are. Um, they could be decisions based on, I just want to be in a different location. I want to be warmer mm -hmm. weather, whatever. Or family considerations are a huge thing. I've seen many coaches and players choose to sign with teams. You're like, why in the world did you leave us and sign with them? Well, it turns out that their wife's family's from there. You know, the coach was always eyeing a job in that city because it gets his wife close to the, you know, their family. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of different considerations that go into, but the, the you know, a, a player or a manager deciding to leave to go to another city um, or another country. Um, in those those decisions and conversations that they're having aren't much different than us deciding where we want to work. Yeah. And I think loyalty gets thrown out a lot. And when you're a fan of someone and you have that kind of emotional outlook, the immediate reaction is you didn't show any loyalty. Well, who mm -hmm. shows loyalty in terms of their job? We don't. We, we all change jobs on a whim. There's no loyalty to company A if company B is offering us more money or company A is in insert city and company B is in Miami and we would rather be in Miami. Um, the, the decisions are really not that different and it could have been a combination of things. Um, mm -hmm. I'm of the opinion that I don't think I don't think even if let's say we you know we beat City, Tottenham loses, we finish seventh, we we achieve Europe. Real Madrid reaches out to Carlo the next day. Mm -hmm. Turn down Real Madrid. No, he doesn't. Now it's a whole different story if we lose five nil 
we don't get Europe, we finish 10th, Carlo's not happy and his people reached out to Real Madrid. That, now that's a totally different story. Mm-hmm. But we don't know for sure how that all transpired. And I don't like, like, you hear these stories, but I don't like deciding one way or the other because I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like saying like, okay, what a, what a, what a jerk, blah, 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 you know. Um, there are sources that are more trusted than, than others, mm-hmm. but it's all, it's all speculation. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I'm a little, I'm still a little down about it. I'll be honest. I didn't want him to go. Um, do I, but do I think there's an, this is going to sound, you know, my silly optimism, Jeff, you know, my silly optimism. What if it's an opportunity? What if it is somehow an opportunity? You know, what if it is an opportunity to go with someone, you know, hungry, really hungry that wants to work with Marcel Bronze and they get on the same page and they're not working at, uh, at opposite ends, you know, because Angelotti wanted like faces he recognized, uh-huh. you know, he wanted faces he recognized. He wanted because he was thinking, I'm going to bring this stuff that I know is reliable. I know this is a gamer. This is a gamer. I'm bringing them in because we need this attitude in our team. So I'm doing this. It's hard, Jerry, because we we sign James Rodriguez, who we probably, okay, we don't sign. We definitely don't. If we don't have Carlo Ancelotti. We were rumored, I think, two days before. Now, the rumor probably had zero merit. But we were rumored with Cristiano Ronaldo. But why? Why did that? Why is that rumor even thrown up against a wall? Because we have Carlo Ancelotti, <clears throat> so it's really easy as Evertonians to get sucked into. We could basically sign anyone we want. Sands, maybe Messi and Ronaldo, because we have Carlo Ancelotti. So now. Really, my, my, my biggest concern now is not who's going to be the manager. My concern is who do we retain? Do we lose Richarlison? Do we lose James? I wonder about that. Do we lose Alon? Do we, like, where, where are we? And then in terms of recruitment, who, who comes in is, is where's the draw to bring in? This is a big summer for us. Well, it becomes a massive summer if you, if we have that attrition, we lose James, we lose Richarlison. Um, but on the on one side though, if you kind of look at our season really closely, how many matches did all four of our signings play together in? I know I saw the number going into maybe the last week, and I forget. It's not a big number. It's not, not a big number. number. No, not a big number. And, and of the four signings, the least heralded was by far the best. I was about to ask you. Godfrey was by far the best. Didn't you get the vibe that that's more of a Marcel Braun signing? Yeah. Well, I was going to take it a step further. If, 
if the four guys that we signed that were the Carlo incomings, the big heralded Carlo signings, you know, James is on bill, he's on billboards in Times Square, he's on billboards in Miami. But those guys didn't really play together. So what we achieved was achieved largely with guys that were not Carlo signings. Mm-hmm. And I think the initial inclination, and when you have a manager like Carlo Ancelotti, is you assume that DCL got better because of Carlo. Mm-hmm. You go down the line and you look at the players that improved last year, and there were quite a few of them. You say, well, they improved because Carlo Ancelotti is a manager. We don't know that for sure. Maybe they just improved because they got to their point in their football careers that they were poised to improve anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, cons- I'm concerned about the attrition. I-, I don't want to see Rich Arlison head to Madrid um, mm-hmm. because I really like him to start with, um, but it- he's difficult to replace. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're really not in that we're really not personnel-wise in horrible shape, but it's another rebuilding process. It's, we're no longer, you know, we went from next year, okay, disappointing we didn't make Europe, but you know what? We're rumored to be getting, bringing this guys, these guys in in the summer. It's an incredible yeah. list of players because Carlo Ancelotti is our manager. And next year, we're not only going to make a push for Europe, we're going to make a push for Champions League. And now that slate is wiped clean. Um, So now, you know, we wait to see who we bring in as a manager and the clock's ticking on the transfer window opening and need to have a manager in by the time the window is open, I would believe. You don't want to rush into the decision, but the window opens next week, right? I would hope that there is a manager in place before July 25th. Wouldn't have to be a lot sooner than that. Yeah. I'm just saying because I want to see the new manager when they come to America. Okay. I get what you're saying. I'm like, Jeff, sure. don't, Jeff, don't take me seriously on stupid stuff like that, man. Come on. No, uh, honestly, but I think the thing that bugs me the most is I'll be I'll be honest. I do think it is a bit much of a coincidence the fact that so many players got their confidence back. So many players improved. I, yeah. I feel like it's, you know what I mean? Um, he does, did seem to be quite a good um, uh, player manager. You know, the, his right. relationships with people uh, seem to do well. However, I will say, um, this may seem petty, and maybe we shouldn't read into this at all, Jeff, at all. But we can read into anything we want. <laughs> You see how many of those players like unfollowed him on Instagram? It is no this. This is not Jerry. This is not a frivolous thing. There were there were no voices of support. There were no best of luck to you. Yes, none. Oh, um, small. That's that's not well. He did. He was the only one. He was. He was. He was thankful for his opportunity. Yeah, that I don't know how to read into that necessarily, but that is significant. 
because that is a that is a conscience that is a conscious effort by those players. They have a decision to make. Do I post something or not post something? That that's the reality of the age we live in with social media. And a lot of these guys are very active on social media. So you know it's a conscious decision. Do I post something about Carlo leaving or do I not? And every single one of our first team players decided I'm not saying anything. I don't know how to read into that. All I know is is that it is whatever the reasons, it's significant. I get the vibe, Jeff, that he had decent relationships with a lot of them. And I think there's a decent chance that a lot of them felt betrayed. He's a, le- he's a legend. So, so they you know? can't, he's a legend. So, so every time they're in front of a camera, what are they going to say? You mm. know, are they going to say, well, I'm not really happy with Carla. Mm. He, he's arguably one of the, he, the most successful manager in Europe or one of the most successful managers in Europe. Mm. So you can't say, uh, you know, I'm not happy with what Carlo Ancelotti is telling me, even though you could be. Yeah, I suppose you could have patience, but you don't want to be the guy that's you, you don't want to be the guy who's going to say I'm not happy with Carlo Ancelotti, hmm. because the world's going to say what are you ta- what are you talking about? Who are you compared to Carlo Ancelotti? And and maybe that's part of it. Hmm. Maybe that's the impact of hiring a manager who is such. You know, at a club like Everton, and, and a, lot of, a lot of young players who are at a certain point in their career, and you hire a guy like this, maybe it's, it's a little bit of he comes in, and I don't know. It seemed like the, at times this season, it seemed like the whole team responded well to him. Yeah. But it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell whether, again, we have a lot of players who are getting to a certain stage of their football career that if they're good, and I think a lot of our players are good, you just, you naturally kind of find yourself. Mm-hmm. Dominic Calvert-Lewin was at the perfect point in his career to kind of find himself. I think Tom Davies is kind of maybe in, the, in that, you know, to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ben Godfrey has been Godfrey. I, mean, I gonna, think Godfrey would have been gonna fine run. anywhere. Yeah, that guy's put him um, on any team and he's going to shine. <laughs> I don't know. Can you think, what's what are the? I'm kind of blanking, but I, there were other examples of guys who really kind of. Pickford is a strong one. The second half of the season, he picked yeah. a lot, picked up his game big Michael time. Keen. Michael, Michael Keane. Well, his he fell off a little bit near the end. Uh, yeah. Made some mental errors, which he had not been doing the whole rest of the season. Um, right. But he had he had kind of gotten some stability, and I think he felt really, you know. Felt like everything was going smooth for him. Uh, felt confident, which is good because I think his confidence was yeah. rattled before that. I think Pickford's confidence was rattled before that. Yeah. I think we had a lot of players who were lacking confidence. Period. Yeah. You know, and there were different players that had different moments. At one point, Gomez had a little, you know, had a little burst where he played well. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I I still maintain. Like, I think. Seem like Mm-hmm. Sigurdsson got the captain's armband, and of course, yeah. you know a lot of our our fan base. Like, what, what, why are you giving the captain's armband to Gilfie Sigurdsson? Yeah, yeah. Um, a player that we were hoping to, a lot of us were hoping to offload. 
last year, and here Carlo Ancelotti is handing the captain's armband to Gilfrey Sigurdsson. But Sigurdsson I think Sigurdsson one of his favorite was players. Sigurdsson one of his they, favorite players. I think, yeah, but I think Sigurdsson, you know, responded at times to that. Um, but I think you're right. I think we we just need a manager who's going to move us forward. We need a manager who is going to commit to the Everton project. And we as a fan base, if things aren't going well in December, you, you can't protest in the streets and ask for the guy to be fired. We've, we're at the point now with a new stadium coming in a few years that we need stability and continuity above anything else. And we have to accept it as fans. And now, it, you know, it's a different thing if you find yourself in a relegation battle and it's January. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we, you know, I don't think we will. I hope we don't. Right. Um, but we need stability and continuity. And we need, we need to bring in a manager who's committed to the project. And Marcel Brands and everyone are committed to them. Um, you know, they thought they had that guy in Carlo. We thought we had the guy that was, we, we had an absolute legend who was going to take us into Bramley Moore. Um, that didn't work out. So now we just need another manager who's going to take us into Bramley Moore. But I think the reality of that big name manager that we always want, there are risks inherent in that, um, as we saw this week. So yeah. be careful with some of the names that are out there. Yeah. And, and, and I honestly... And I know we're going to talk about who we, we want as a replacement. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll go through. Some I mean, I know what the possible, guys. We'll talk about some the possibilities. The list. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think with Ancelotti, we almost approached him like he was a savior. You know, and I feel like what we need is a manager that or a coach, maybe coach is a better word, a coach who can do a job with the players we have, the players we have, and and think about the type of football we actually want to play, right? And if they leave, it's okay. It's okay. We'll get another one to fit into our system. That's what we need. That's the stability. That's how we build the stability. And that's why we brought in Marcel Bronze is so that we can build stability like, you know, behind, you know, in a foundation. So it's not the manager coming and going, okay, I'll settle this, everybody. I'm here for you. No, no. If we have the players in place, we know a certain style. We have a manager that fits the, 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 the players and fits the style. Boom. We're okay. And if they jet off to Real Madrid, we're like, okay, we'll just get another manager to take their place and it's okay because we have a system you know i feel like that's 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 a way forward for us that's why we've got this guy this bronze guy right so i would i would love but i gotta be honest dude these names i'm hearing i'm not excited no not yet not excited there's not going to be there's not the problem is, is after Carlo Ancelotti, who's going to excite you? Right. Right. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. So Bruce, Bruce, whoever comes in, 
whoever comes in, the pitchforks are going to be out for a faction of the fan base, no matter what. Yep, absolutely. There's absolutely nothing wrong with Nuno. There's absolutely nothing wrong with him. Ooh, I, I, I loved him. Was, he was one of my favorite, if not my favorite, opposing manager. Um, do I want to bring back Moyes? Probably not. I don't think it's realistic because he's talking extension with West Ham. It's, yeah. you know, I don't think that that's even on the table. It's, it, it makes for a natural rumor. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other guys, you know, the I call him the German guy because I don't really, <laughs> to be honest, I don't really um, know. But you know what I'm talking about. But he, I, I, I'm know, actually not fine. sure which, which one you're talking about. Are you talking about uh, – I'm not uh, sure who you're rank, talking about. Rank, Rankin? Rank, I'm Ralph, Ralph Rognick? Right, yes. He's somebody I wish we've gotten for a while. The thing is, though, he's somebody who's been doing his job for a while, right? He's been like a director for a long time. He's been the one bringing in the talent. Um, I feel like there'd be right. a clash, you know? And we want, we want everybody to be on the same page. The thing is, here's the deal. If that guy picks somebody that he thinks is going to work, let it go. I just want to be able to have faith in him. I, I just – I think we're I, – I really am concerned that there's a, a conflict of, you know, he's going to pick somebody who may not be a glamorous name. And I think that Mashiri is going to be like, well, that's not going to put butts in the seats, is it? So, Jerry, let's – Let's tackle Duncan Ferguson. Did you like the pun? Let's tackle Duncan Ferguson. I was going to say, I'm not tackling Duncan Ferguson. <laughs> so, Duncan Ferguson. Um, yeah. Ready, ready to manage. Ready to manage our club. Needs, needs to manage somewhere else before we would consider him managing our club. Finding the role that he's in now. What What – or your thoughts on Duncan first. What does he what does he want to do to start off with, right? If he wants to be the manager, we gotta think about him as a as a potential candidate. I think he's earned serious consideration first, right? Yeah. And that's a that's a great it's a great point. If if he expresses interest in the job, you have to interview him for the job. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And and if 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 Everyone from Marcel Brands on up feels strongly about Duncan Ferguson, then, then you know, then fine. Um, I worry about the signing of the legendary player because it just makes it more painful when you have to sack them, which is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Because in this day and age, you don't stay at a place for 20 years. You don't stay at a yeah. place, place for three years. Yeah. Um, and the lack I of experience love, thing really gets really gets to me too. By the way, that's the thing that really, like, I wish I wish our next manager has more managerial managerial experience. You know, did but we does he did get the club scoff, Did it's hard because if Carlo Ancelotti becomes available, you know, it's kind of maybe this is kind of a like if Real Madrid becomes available, Carlo Ancelotti almost can't turn it down, right? If Carlo Ancelotti becomes available, Everton almost can't turn him down, right? So, yeah. so you kind of look back and you think maybe we should have given Mikel Arteta more of a look. Maybe we should have given, maybe we should have looked 
at David Moyes more seriously? I don't know. I feel like, but I if feel Carlo like Ancelotti the... becomes available, you, what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah, you hire Carlo Ancelotti. Mm. But it, but if you're looking for a young, like, I don't know if maybe we should have considered Mikel Arteta. I don't know. Not that you know mm. Arsenal's been great, but um, I, I just feel like we need we just need we need that young up and coming manager and in in football these days so few clubs are really willing to kind of take that risk they'll take a risk with a Mikel Arteta because he worked under Pep and he's got this pedigree Mm -hmm. um I almost think that that's what Everton wants but you just or what Everton needs but there's risk inherent in that so you almost want to go after the you want to go after the sure thing you want to go after the guys that have won at a high level but if you do that then you risk Every two years, you're going to be looking for a new manager because another job's mm. going to pop up, and it's just it's a vicious cycle. But somehow, Everton needs to kind of try to get out of that cycle. But but I think every club's in that, right? I think I well, find it amazing. Longest, outside of the top six, who's the longest tenured manager in the Premier League? I have no idea. Deitch. I mean, Sheffield got relegated, but it's probably – or no, well, um, Leeds, maybe. I mean, at their, at their club, you know, the length of time they've been at their club. Because everybody's churning managers. Yeah, I was going to say Sean Dyche over at Burnley has been there for a long time, right? That's, what, that's the well, first yeah. one I thought of. Potter's intriguing. Yeah, the only thing with Potter that bugs me is – the XG is one thing and the wins are another. I'd love to see him, uh, you know, I'd love to, to see him figure out how to shore up. A, his teams look like they enjoy playing. They just look mm-hmm. like they concede a lot yeah. too, you know. Yeah. That's, the, that's the issue. Is they, play a, they play an attractive, yeah, an attractive game of football, but they just don't, yeah. an attractive style of football, but they, you know, they struggle putting the ball in the net and then they concede for too it, many It reminds goals. me of Martinez actually, you know what I yeah. mean? Like we played right. attractive football and then we – give up one shot against Spurs and lose one nil. Uh, ooh, that was the worst. They're kind of compelling candidate for me. Um, Who is? Just Who because is? he's still Roberto Martinez. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 he's one of those I liked as a person. I still like as a person, which is cool. You know, I do. I think he's nice. Yeah, and I think I he think, understood the club. I think he wanted to, you know, but. Yeah, I think um, who I'll feel, I'll feel good about whoever they hire. Mm-hmm. If I know that Marcel Brand, <clears throat> Marcel Brands was the guy who, who made the decision of Agreed. Agreed. who he wanted. Yes. And fraud just, just put the stamp on the yes you have said exactly i agree yes and then i'll say okay i wish you would i wish you would combine my voice with yours while you said it (laughs) and then we're running with that guy if that's who marcel wants we're running with that guy that's what i and it's a lot of faith to be putting in your director of football but why else did you hire him to be the director of football i don't even know why did you why did you hire him he's not making more he's um he's done pretty well for us yeah he's done pretty well for us 
Like uh, I know some people don't like all the signings, but I would love to see what he does. What's gonna be? Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, so we should get to the Reddit questions, by the way, because they're hitting up a lot of these same questions. We might have right? answered a few of them already. But... Yeah, we probably have. <laughs> we probably have. Um, so uh, this just so everybody knows. These, these questions that people have sent in, they're very layered, okay? People have taken a lot of time to, to ask these questions. So we're gonna do our best to, to answer them. It's just because there's so many like multi-part questions, we can't Jerry, discuss each one for a long time. Here, and I think that we should, be, we should be asking them the question. <laughs> yes, yes, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> All right, get some so, of those people on the show because they know more than us, Sherry. Right, I'm down go. with that. Let us know if you happen to be <laughs> one of these people I'm mentioning. Okay, okay, okay. One, two, three, four from Reddit, who uh, seems to be actually very nice because uh, they finished with best of luck, fellas. Hit me up with a link. I'd love to have a listen. So that's cool. Um, but uh, opinions on what players will stay or go. So let's make this let's make this super fast. Okay. Um, Hamas, yes or no? Stay or go? He will not be here. Thomas Rodriguez will not be here next year. I didn't think so either. Richarlison. 50-50. I'm going to say he goes. I'm going to say he goes. I remember an interview that Carlo did where he's talking about Richarlison wanting to have European football, and we did not get it. So... I remember that a while back. So that's a thing. So I think he goes. Not to be negative Nigel, but just saying. So there's that. Um, I think I think we both say DCL stays. Yes? Not really an option. Um, what about um, Alan? Um, 60-40 he stays. I think he stays. Alan seems like that kind of guy. I think he stays. Um, uh, there, I think there's some players that I think are going anyway. Bernard, I think, is going anyway, regardless. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you think about a Wobi? It depends on who comes in. I think it very think, much depends on who comes in. I think he gives us too much versatility. Huh? Yeah, whether what other opportunities are out there for him. Yeah, true. But. Um, I think who comes in will be a big a big part of it. I think um, Carlo leaving might he might see as an opportunity to kind of open a door yeah. for him. I, don't know. But. I could I could see him staying, uh, just because I, I Marcel Bronze has never completely emptied out everything. Okay, he has never done an enormous transition. He has whittled away and he has added pieces, but it's never been. Eight out, eight in. It's never been exactly like that, right? It's never been that huge. So I could see it will be staying for flexibility and for squad options for whoever comes in as manager. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see here. Who else? Gilfie. Yeah, that's, um, I'd say 50-50. Okay. I'm going to say Gilfie stays still. 
I think he, I think I think managers tend to like him, so I'm gonna say he stays. Um, uh, Seamus Coleman, I think we'd agree will stay. Uh, Luca Dean stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about our center back situation? Mm-hmm. We know Ben Godfrey's gonna stay. What about Michael Keane, Yari Mina, Mason Holgate? Um, I th- I think um, everyone will stay. I'm not sure about Mina. Mm. I hope he stays. He did well this season when he played. I, um, I hope Polgate stays because I think he's a young player with still a lot of potential. It's been an up and down. Um, it's been an up and down situation with him, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope he stays. I'm curious about him. I thought he would maybe be the one to go, uh, but with his managerial situation. He's one of the few that actually took a step back under Carlo. Yes, he did. He did. Um, so, yeah, I, I could – I would have said before Carlo left, I would have said he's leaving. With Carlo not leaving – or with Carlo gone now, though, I think he might stay. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, and I think we both agree Pickford is staying. We don't know who the number two is going to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, right. And Moise, uh, so, and there's another question by this person. Uh, Moise Keane situation, loan, keep, or sell? It is, for me, if he doesn't want to be here, we sell him. Uh, loaning oh. again, to me, is just PSG saying, we don't want to pay your price. I think, yeah. Um, and I don't really want to be flexible on price, but I think it's it's more important – with the challenges now presented to us in the summer that mm-hmm. we need to sell mm-hmm. because he's a, he's a commodity now mm-hmm. and he's, he's happy at PSG. I think he's in a great place. It's one of the best lo- Honestly, it's one of the best, better loans that Everton's done mm-hmm. because the idea of a loan is <clears throat> you need to get a guy in a place where he's going to, find his footing as a player and then you either bring him back to fill your need or you sell him. It's worked out perfectly. Um, Now are they going to get 60 million for him or, you know, whatever, 45, I don't know. Um, They might need to be more flexible on price, but um, I would try to sell. Yeah. Um, uh, Give me a, this, they say managers you'd want or not want. Um, Give me a manager you'd be okay with. I would be okay with anyone on the list except for Steven Gerrard. I'd be okay with Nuno. Anyone that's been rumored with the exception of Steven Gerrard. So I, I'd be okay with Nuno. I'm very hesitant about uh, how. Um, and I'd be a, a hesitant about any established coaches that need a while to implement their style and that may. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, I think I I'm just going to, I'm, yes. I'm just going to say, Nuno, I don't know what to make about a, a coach like Fonseca. I wanted him a long time ago. He was the choice that I, right. I wanted when we were uh, talking about Marco Silva. I wanted Fonseca then. Um, but um I don't know if we have the personnel to play the way he wants to play. Uh, and I'm not completely sure. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it would take a long time for him to get what he needed at our squad, you know, with, with this squad. So 
What about Rafa Benitez? The guy who said we're a small club? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. Here's the, here's the thing. He's another one of those older managers. I, I just want somebody who's hungry. I want somebody who's hungry. And there is an – yeah, I'm not going there. Yeah. Just because the guy is healthy in the middle doesn't mean he's hungry. Okay? Mm. It's a different type of hungry. <laughs> All right? Not cool. All right? Yeah, I'll, take um, Nuno, I'll take Nuno and uh, if he, he just brings Neto in a, in a package. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I will say, Nuno is used to working with like an agent feeding him players. Yeah. So. um, Well, the hard thing about Nuno is, and I brought this up today, is is that, um, you know, there are plenty of emojis for Ancelotti's eyebrow, but there aren't as many for Nuno's beard. So it's you know that's going to be kind of a struggle for people to you know find that right. uh, right By the way, if if people have not been calling him Santo Claus for a long time, I'll be very disappointed because it should have been happening. Um, so. it, would be, it would be ironic that he'd become our manager because every time I see Wolves, I comment that I really like their manager. I've said that for, yeah. yeah. I never envisioned that he would potentially ever be our manager. So I guess I'd be okay with it if he's on the touchline for us but yeah i'm okay with it i feel like uh i feel like if he's got if we are bulking up the squad i feel okay with him being being there and i i think he would work i feel like he's somebody who would be reasonable and work with bronze so right um ben godfrey not making the final 26 of the england squad do you think it's a rational decision or do you think it's just straight up nonsense (laughs) <laughs> I think it's hard for guys to break in that quickly. Don't you feel like he's kind of uh, – he kind of burst onto the scene this year with, with the way he played for Everton. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's difficult for guys to – because typically international you know, coaches have kind of their – we've seen it here. They kind of have their guys – and it's, you know, everybody's enamored with this young guy coming up, but they're like, no, not just yet. You know, they always try to, like, well, time out. So I think maybe that's the situation Godfrey's in. Um, that said, DCL kind of burst through with his opportunity pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But it, who wouldn't want Ben Godfrey going to war with you? Jeez. I know. I know. <laughs> how, like could I... You, how could you not – yeah, but I get the decision. Me, the way he plays, part of me is like, wrap the guy in bubble wrap yeah. so he's healthy for, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't want him out there playing all like, those minutes. Internet. No, I wouldn't say that because I, you know, I'd want him to get the opportunity, but selfishly. Yeah, I, like, I get it. Like, uh, you know, uh, Southgate does have a tendency to think about chemistry, think about who's been working well together recently. Uh, so I, I think he brought Ben Godfrey in as a show of like, Hey, I'm noticing you just so right. you know, but he went with. God, he came matchups. He had a season ticket at Everton. He did. He really did. You know, <laughs> he saw I enough. Also, of I also think he was worried about Pickford. I think he was worried about Pickford's mindset going in. Right. And, Cause I was, 
I yeah. absolutely was, but you know what? I think he's got no reason to be now. Um, but, but yeah, I think he, he said, I noticed you, I, I see what you're doing. You're, you are not alone. Uh, time Lord. Uh, no, so, but yeah, but he, at the same time, he, he thinks about his chemistry and he's got players who have been playing together in international matches more. And I think that's mm-hmm. what happened there. Uh, I still think it's, it seems crazy to not have him playing though. Just maybe it's because I, I think there's a lot of other people though who haven't seen him play as much who think it's silly to even have him in the conversation right now. Right. So, um, the last thing, opinions on how this summer will pan out. As a whole, most fans feels like feel like we're back to square one. I disagree with being back to square one. Yep. I disagree with that. I don't think we're there. Um, do I worry about the project Carlo is building? A bit. But do I think the project that uh, Marcel Bronze has been building is still intact? Yeah. Yeah. There's just some shuffling of some pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, which is, that's the hope. That's what we're trying. Right. It's what we're trying for. Right. So. All right. Next question from Gabamin is Gabak. It's just so good. These people are so witty. Um, is it the person's name? Anyway, uh, or, or is the person's name JBib92? Anyway, so this question is maybe not Everton related, but what do you think is the largest animal you could single-handedly cling film to a lamp post? Like it's single-handedly what? Like saran wrap to a lamp post. What's the largest animal you could, if you had a lamp post in front of you, what's the biggest animal you could? A shrew. A shrew? You could... I could do a shrew. I think, I think with the use of some various grains and feed, I think I could, I think I, I could uh, strap a cow to a lamppost. Although I've tried to ride them before, they are fast. Okay. They are very fast. That's why I got to lure them in with some food and say, hi, Bessie. Here's some food. Pay no attention to this belt that is being wrapped around your waist. No big deal. And it all, it's all okay. My dad worked for the zoo, so I always like had a lot of animals around. <laughs> That'd be so cool! What a cool job! Yeah, yeah. He worked for uh, Center for Reproduction of Endangered Wildlife for the Cincinnati Zoo. So, yeah, yeah. That is awesome because that's of all the things that I wanted to study. That was the one thing I wanted to study <laughs> that I never studied. He used to take the uh, the animals to schools and like have like the kids pet the animals or whatever. So we had crazy things in our house. Like you, how many people have like you know baby alligators and rainbow boas and tarantulas like in their house? That's so cool. Oh my! We did. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, okay. I would, so, not saran, I, I would not saran wrap any of those two. <laughs> I would not do See, that. I feel like I feel like someone's dog, you know, if you're just sitting there petting them and you wrap them up, hey, little boy, you know, you're talking to them the whole time, they let you do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> wrap them up. You can put them suspended in air. As long as you're being sweet to them, they're like, oh, cool. You know, so. <laughs> All right. So moving on from a topic that could take us three hours because we really could talk about animals. We could cling wrap 
Wait, what's the other? Nine Yoshi Five says impact of Carlo leaving. And there are six different portions to this. I'm just going to say, I will try to get through this as quickly as possible. Potential transfers that Browns and Carlo had identified initially, which was meant to be safely guarded knowledge, will be exposed to Real Madrid. Carlo could poach these players before Everton get to sign them. Possibly. That is possible. However, I will say, I feel like if Carlo and Bronze agreed on transfers seriously eye to eye, uh, I don't, I'm not completely sure that Ancelotti, you know, you never know if he would have left. You know, I bet they didn't always agree. I'll bet you there's certain players in lower leagues that Bronze was trying to talk him into, and he's like, I'm not sold because I've never seen them play before. They've never played for me. This other place player has. I want them. Yeah. You know? I wouldn't be surprised if Marcel Brands didn't have his own list. Guaranteed. And Carlo exited. It's you open the desk drawer and, okay, now we're on to these guys. Yeah, it's and, his and job. I think we as fans will probably be far more enamored by the list that Carlo had. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean we can't achieve our goals with the list that Marcel had. Yeah. I, I want him to do the stuff that he did for other clubs for us. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, number two, Carlo leaving will likely mean Hamas leaving. How much potential sponsorship money will be lost as a result of this? Mashiri made a big noise about signing Hamas. And will we be able to sell him off to another club for decent money? Or will, we, will the focus be to just get rid because of his inflated wages? Will his value be lower because of him not being involved with Colombia? There will be. I would like to address that. No, Um, do it because I didn't know what to say. (laughs) There will be a shift in strategy. Um, A lot of what Jurgen Manka um, out of Miami was hired to do in terms of growing the Everton brand and building support um, in North America. Um, I'm sure a large part of that um, was, or at least a a portion of that was um, the kind of the momentum that the Hamas signing created in Colombia. So there will be a shift in strategy. There will certainly be a a shift in strategy. I think a lot of the efforts were probably going to be centered around kind of building off of mm-hmm. um, that momentum and just the reaction that uh, um, that Everton, the reaction to Everton signing Hamas. Yeah. So losing Hamas is going, and I'm assuming things, but losing Hamas would be a shift in strategy. It does not change and I'm speaking for the club, I have not talked to anybody specifically about this, but it would not change Everton's desire to grow the, continue to grow their brand and build supporters and find new revenue streams in the States and and in North America or globally. Um, The soccer camps are still going on. The preseason tour in Orlando is still going on. I haven't heard of any initiative that was already underway that's being canceled because there's a risk of James Rodriguez leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, so there will be a shift in strategy, um, but not, no, life goes okay. on. Um, I, I think if we sell him, it's not going to be 
for, it of course is not going to be for a lot. I think we'll take that toward, okay, we were probably going to have to pay him that this year or next year, and that's what somebody might pay us. And I don't think it's going to be a ridiculous amount, and I think we're going to be okay with it. I, just, I can see it happening. Um, uh, and I don't know that his value will be all that much lower because of him not playing with Colombia. I think right now, Thomas, when he played for us, he played well, period. So people saw that there's still some gas left in the tank. There's just, it, it just, it's not always a very reliable car. You're just going to be parked in the garage for most of the time. Yeah, it's true. But, but when you're out. Really fast when you needed to. Smoother, smoother ride when you're out, but you're going to be parked in the garage for most of the time. Nice. Basically, whenever it rains or cold, is cold, you're going to be parked in the garage. Um, number three, squad morale, not just fans, will be low as a result of Carlos' departure. Surely, sure, they can try to stay professional, but how will an mm -hmm. average or unproven manager pick them up from this? It's a great question. Um, well, Jerry, we just talked about this, and we can, again, we can read into the social media reaction however we want to read into it, right? Mm -hmm. But we're making a huge assumption that these players are unhappy that Carlo left mm -hmm. because none of them have expressed unhappiness about Carlo leaving. And what are you more likely to express on social media? You're happy or you're not happy. Yeah. And you're certainly not going to post on social media. I'm sure I'm glad that guy's gone. You know, guys, yeah. guys do that regardless of who it is. <laughs> um, but you are much more apt to post on social media that you're unhappy that a guy left. Mm -hmm. Not a single guy has done that. Right. Big assumption that morale is impacted negatively by Carlo Ancelotti leaving, as crazy as it sounds. Yeah. It's still possible because we don't know that morale was impacted to the positive. I don't know why that would be one of the most successful managers in the world. But we don't have an indication either way, whether guys are upset or they're not. So we could assume maybe they're not. See, I'd be motivated, man. I'd be motivated. I'd be like, you know, thought we had a relationship. I thought we were building something here and you left, right? So, and I didn't know you were gonna leave and neither did he and neither did he and neither did he and neither did he. Right, and you clearly didn't think this situation was good enough for you. Right. So, I'm gonna bust my butt. Right, I, it's gonna motivate me. Like for me, that's the way I would treat it. Like there is I'm also one of those people who, yeah. who looks for a reason to be motivated. You know what I mean? So there's always the. It doesn't matter what sport. Seen it countless times. There's always that new, the new manager the new head coach and you see that immediate spike yes this could be that times 10 for some guys mm -hmm. yeah because if it if it did transpire that way if it did transpire where it wasn't i'm unhappy with everton for whatever reason so i need out of here so i'm you guys need to reach out to real madrid if it happened the other way and it's just Carlos sees, ooh, Real Madrid's available. 
and he ditches Everton and leaves, everyone from the kit staff on up is going to be motivated to say, you know, we're, we're, we're playing for this, we're playing for this badge next season. And we're going to show you what, what Everton is all about. And we're going to show you what you're, what you're missing. Right. And there's going to be a lot of motivation there. So I I like to believe that scenario, obviously, as an Everton fan. Um, Um, So number four is uh, loss of Carlo means potential players are less drawn to joining Everton like Alan and James did last year. We hmm. talked about this before. I think what we're going to see is, I think we'll see, or what I'm hoping we see more of, is the players with potential. Uh Mm-hmm. That's what I'm that may not have done it as reliably or as long on the on the big stage just yet, but there's the, a spark was seen in them, you know, Vin yeah. Godfrey style. Okay. And I will say Decore was a heck of a signing. Decore mm. was a, is a yeah. baller. Okay. So that's I mean, we're talking about bringing in players like those. All right, let's talk. Because that's the kind of thing a team needs. Of the, like four, that. of the four, one hundred percent. It's almost it, it's crazy to if you, if you look at like Alan and James Rodriguez and kind of their stature in world football. Mm-hmm. This would seem like a crazy thing to say, but for me, of the four, if two leave and two stay, wouldn't I mean? Wouldn't you, in some respects, rather have Decore and Godfrey than James and Alan? If you're talking about I mean, throughout the course might, of a some season. Some people might argue that. Yeah. yeah. You know, throughout the course of a season, I think you have to go with the players that had, you know, the maximum amount of impact on the season. On the season. Yeah. And that's going to be Godfrey and Decore in this, in this instance. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, you know, Godfrey didn't get hurt, which right. his style of play and the way injuries were last year – it's we might have been kind of fortunate in that regard, but the fact that he didn't get hurt and he played pretty much every match, mm-hmm. the guy was amazing. And when Decore was healthy, I mean the the work rate and and the, the run rate or whatever you call it, their distance per match, crazy crazy numbers. These guys just yeah. ran and ran and ran and ran. Yeah. Um, so number five, I'm going to summarize this a bit. Basically what Yoshi nine Yoshi five is saying is that we've had a lot of managers. So many managers in a short space of time equals a hodgepodge of players, which is exactly my point. The idea of, of having Marcel Brown's do his job. So that if we lose a manager, we're not losing a philosophy, bringing in players. We already know the kind of thing the club could still bring in players, even though a manager's not there. That's right. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, and uh, last thing that Nine Yoshi Five says is, "Hope Mashiri's not put off by all this. If anything, we need more finance from him to fix all this." I think he's okay. I think he's doing fine. Uh, but I also hope he's not. <laughs> you know. So um, now, Aaron Free, Bowsy Toffee Tits. Here's what Aaron has to ask. Uh, it's 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 time for have a moment with Bowsy Toffee Tits. Uh, do we want a manager or a head coach? I feel like we need someone with the coaching ability to develop players and make them better. All right. I'm, 
I'm leaning toward a coach so that the, the coach can let that guy do his job personally. That's what I'm leaning toward. Uh, if, but I, I, it took me a while to come to that because I'm so used to a manager being able to like bring in the players that, that they want. Right. Yeah. Um, it feels weird not having a manager type, but I like the idea of a coach, a head coach. Um, in comparison well, to other, oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. Do you want a tactician? Do you want a player manager? Do you want a motivator? Um, you know, it just comes down to what you, I think if you, you know, if you sign players, if you sign the right players and guys that are willing to, give you everything they have mm-hmm. for 90 minutes every match. Um, and you have guys that can stay healthy. Um, you'll have a good, you'll have a good mm-hmm. football team. Yeah. I don't know that. I think we get caught up a lot on formation and tactics and, mm-hmm. um, and I think, I don't think it matters in the grand scheme of things. Um, it's just the right, it's the right players and it's a cohesive group of players, um, mm. guys that are willing to play together, guys that know each other. But you have to have the continuity. You can't keep changing. Yeah. It's so. hard, especially when you go from different, drastically different styles of play mm-hmm. and different philosophies. You know, uh, right. that's, that's a hard one. Um, you know, I, I like the fact that Carlo came across like a player's manager and the fact that players did seem to have more confidence under him. I like that a lot. Um, uh-huh. But at the same time, I like the whole time I was thinking, gosh, is it the fact that he's wanting to play so negative or that we have to play so negative? You know what I mean? So I, I also like the idea of having, uh, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm all over the place with this question. I really am. Like, because you made it more complicated saying, do you want a tactician or do you want, you know what I mean? Or do you want a player? You know, I think it's hard. Yeah. Um, and I would love to know what, what Marcel Bronze wants to do. Because I like the idea of a tactician. I like the idea of someone who, but I, I'm not a huge fan of someone who comes in and says, this is the style I play regardless of what you have. Yeah. I, then it's square peg round hole and we're doing stuff that we really can't do. That we don't have the squad to do. Right? Well, in this day and age, does it just come down to recruitment? Everybody's Maybe. pretty much kind of doing the same thing, so just you just need better players. Maybe. No, it's better players is absolutely a thing. You know, it's – I think you look at what we have, the play, type of players we want to bring in, and how does that fit whatever style managers we're talking to. That's – I think, to me, that's how that lines up. Maybe um, Bell just puts his list on a table and says, "What do you think of? What do you think of these guys? These are the guys I won. What do you think?" So, next question, which I think is uh, pretty valid in comparison of to other league clubs, our academy has not produced many players that are Premier League ready. Players remaining in the U23s after the age of 23 is never a good sign. Do you think the academy needs an overhaul? Coaching, philosophies, education, nutrition, science. I actually think that he's making small changes to the academy every year Uh like that's that's the vibe that i get is that 
these things are happening. I just don't think he's overhauling everything. I think it's every year there's things changing and it's, they're, they're smaller changes. Yeah. They're not massive. And that's, so I agree with Aaron on this. Uh, I just, I just think that he's already implementing this stuff and it's not a massive overhaul. It's subtle shifts every year. Right. What do you think about a manager who's open to um, bringing back the school of science? I know we love the school of science. We love that concept. Um, but, you know, we have pretty good, our, our academy, our, our academy has done, I think has done fairly well. Mm -hmm. um, I look at Ellis Sims and I see a kid that's right on the, right on the verge. This is close. Yeah. And there's a few others. And mm -hmm. well, I watched um, those clubs several times this year. And it's, it's a pretty enjoyable, attractive style of football. I don't know how much you've watched of them, Jerry, but, um, and we've had some decent loans of players that mm -hmm. have, you know, that have done fairly well. So I don't think anything's broken with the Academy, in my opinion. Um, I think you can always, you can always improve. I think it's hard in this day and age to, um, to kind of really have that youth movement because it's mm -hmm. just, it's hard because the, the teams that are above you, there, there's just, this is a broader subject, but with the hard thing is you can't, it's not like here, it's not like baseball here where you can just say, you know what, we're going to rebuild with our minor leagues. We're going to, mm -hmm. we're going to sell off everybody. We're going to rebuild with our, or, or even, you know, kind of a half rebuild and we're going to rebuild with youth. The problem mm -hmm. is, is that with promotion relegation, that threat of relegation really prevents you from having any kind of a youth movement. Like you, in order to stay up with the team, the clubs that are ahead of you. Mm -hmm. You can't afford to just go down and say, well, we're going to give these young kids a chance. You can't afford to do that. Yeah. It's not like here where you can just say, you know what, for the next four years, you tell your fans, mm -hmm. we're going to finish last and, you know, we're going to rebuild with youth and then we'll win. Yep. Well, you can't <laughs> because you'll yeah. end up in league one before you know it. And you'll lose tons of money and you'll lose tons of fans it's, and support. So I love the school of science concept, but these days you're talking maybe one or two guys. So, my big my big thing is I would like to see an identity of some form. I would love to see an identity and our academy teams are feeding into that identity. Right. You know what I mean? So we start playing the same way, U23, that we're playing, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that to me, that was that was the main issue. Like I love the fact from Carlo, he's messing around with formations. He's messing around with the way we play. Every single game is different. You never know what's coming. He's 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 playing mind games. I love that. You know what I mean? Only problem with that is that it causes your team sometimes to be a little on the uh, uh, I. They, they don't have as clear of an idea of what their roles are, you know? Yeah. Um, but if we have, I mean, you look at what 
city are doing now. They know what they're doing. They know what they're building. They're making players that can fit into their first team squad. They're creating players that fit in, right? Because they know how they're going to use them when they get there, you know? So the idea of having an identity for Everton football and being able to bring those type of players in, I think we'd see, I think if we start playing U23s, U18s, all that stuff in the same same mindset, same, you know, the same philosophy about how we want to play football. I think we do that. We're going to start seeing more players be more ready, right? Because we've had some players that have left and are doing okay wherever they've gone, you know, lower levels, but they're still doing okay. So there was talent there. We were, we were making good players, but they were not ready for Everton first team. They were not carved out of wood, right? right? They were injury prone. They get hurt. And they would go to loans in the championship and get hurt. And finally, Kieran Dowell is doing okay. You know what I mean? Like he had a season, solid season. But he was, you know, he was getting injured a lot. His loans weren't always going that well. He'd have a few games awesome, and then he'd be down. And you'd be wondering what happened to him. You know, so we are churning out players. I just want them to be the type of players we definitely know are going to fit into a system, the first team. right? Right? So that's my... That's my thing as far as, like, I'm assuming – I feel like he's trying to turn these screws there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's ideal. I'm talking about a lot of idealist stuff, by the way. I, don't, I just was under the impression that that's what he likes to do, is mm-hmm. he's building the whole football culture at Everton. He's trying to – not build it. He's trying to unify it. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. So, does it mean – there's plenty there. No building needed. Um, so, uh, last question from Bowsy Toffee Tits. How much do you think we need to spend this summer to make this team compete for a European spot, taking into account potential fees received from players sold, Moise Keane, and what are the positions we need to fill immediately to make this push? Uh, right back, backup striker, yeah. right wing, right. maybe something in the middle. Okay. Yeah. You can maybe throw a center back in there, but, and, uh, but yeah, I think spending wise, 60 million. I don't even know what our flexibility. Yeah. What our flexibility is. Um, I don't either. I think if we spend 60 million, then we'll be a return for Moise Keen. And there were, there might be some other contracts that we could offload. Mm -hmm. Um, no compensation think, for Carl, I understand. Yeah, I, I'm wondering what Moise Keane will bring us if we sell him the way I, you know, we should. Don't like the idea of loaning right. him again or whatever. Um, and if we sell Richarlison, it's going to be something's going to go down. We're going to, there's going to be big shifts in squad bulk. Like, right. we're going to have some money. So, well, yeah, the difficult part is that we went into the summer before Carlo's departure, um, believing that, okay, this is going to be the summer to bring in depth. Now, obviously we're going to bring in some, you know, improvements to the starting squad, but what we really need is depth. Well, now, depending upon departures, we may be back to filling the the starting 11. So then depth continues to, 
to be an issue. Um, so I don't know. I think it's hard for me, no matter who we bring in, to not think that this year is going to be a little bit of status quo, if not mm -hmm. the slight step back. Um, but the first step in kind of the project then kind of, you know, moving forward from there. But um, there are just so many variables going into the summer now. Everything, everything's kind of up in the air at this point. You've got to bring in a manager first, and then you kind of set forth your, your plan for the transfer window. Um, but just a lot of variables. So. so final question, Jeffrey Bean asks, do we need an old priest and a young priest to lift the manager curse? Is Goodison built over an ancient burial ground? If I had a dollar or a pound for every time, uh, I, oh, it's uh, a dollar or a pound for every time someone said has said, uh, oh, F-bomb, fudge. All right, since Carlo, Carlo quit, how much money would I have? Well, speaking personally, I would say, I probably said it 21 times. So multiply that, I think you would have at least $21 million, Jeffrey Bean, Jeffrey Bean. That's my, that's my guess. Thing is, is how many more, if you look around the Premier League, kind of what I alluded to earlier, how many clubs have had more managers than us in the same, I mean, I don't yeah. know, we're really, I don't know that we're really that big of an outlier in terms of we're probably number. not we're probably not man we're probably I don't not think we are. yeah i think it's not only do enough average curse i don't think we're really we're probably better off than a lot of clubs in the premier league you know what'd be interesting i would love to actually see the numbers on that though because yeah it, it you know in theory i'm kind of like yeah i think we're probably pretty wrong. average in turnover but then then we find out everybody else is doing doing way more fine than we are <laughs> yeah i'd have to look at it oh yeah uh it's a um, it's a good question um i'm always going to be a fan of bringing in an old priest and a young priest just saying yeah um so uh, okay cool so that was the final that was the final question all right so okay. last thing jeff we should touch on this Jeff is a candidate. So please talk to everyone about how you're a candidate and how this works, because there may be some people who, who haven't watched uh, episodes when we were talking to Tony Sampson from Chicago, you know, who was, who's one of the members, who was one of the members of the forum, right? And so maybe, maybe give a little, uh, give a little explanation, a little information. Well, first of all, I'm a, not a very good politician. So, but um, I don't think I've, you have to politic. I think just give it information. It's <laughs> cool. I don't want you to feel pressure yeah, right. to push push anything. You know, you've been so, so like I laid am, back uh, and chill about all this. By the way, you're just like, hey, just I vote am, uh, people. You know, <laughs> I'm very uh, humbled um, to be kind of be a part of the Everton fans forum candidacy. Um, I'm one of 10 uh, finalists to be a member of the Everton Fans Forum. 
uh, and our role is to be kind of the liaison between supporters uh, around the world and the club uh, for various issues, initiatives. Um, we are kind of the um, conduit of communication between supporters and, and the club. So um, really cool um, thing to be involved in. Um, I'm not sure how many candidates they started with, but they said that it was uh, it was a very large number um, and that their standards were very high. So I am uh, very, uh, yeah, very humbled to to be among the final 10. If you have an, an Everton supporters number, you can go on the website uh, and vote. Um, I think you can vote for three candidates um, and then the top five vote getters uh, will then become a part of the Everton Fans Forum. And then it's a three year term uh, for them. And then they elect a new, a new class. So um, I think voting goes on through Sunday, I believe. And mm -hmm. then we'll announce uh, the finalists next week. So cool. um, I'm excited. Um, I've been involved with uh, a lot of initiatives uh, with the fan engagement team already. Um, I was part of the group that helped plan uh, Everton USA Live uh, and uh, which actually is the, the the original concept was Toffee Fest. Yeah. Um, was going to kind of tie in with an Everton uh, tour, uh, preseason mm -hmm. pre tour of the US, which is now happening. Um, we've already had Everton USA Live, but there are some aspects of the event that we did not have because we thought they'd be better face-to-face -face than virtually. So some of those events, uh, to this point, I cannot you know, divulge, could be a part of the festivities in Orlando. Um, I was also involved in the, um, the Hummel USA initiative um, to get the supporters group branding merchandise yeah. throughout uh, the US and North America. So um, had a number of regular Zoom calls with the club and the fan engagement team. And uh, so, yeah, I'm excited because I know a lot of the people that I would potentially be working with if I was a part of the fans forum. Um, and uh, important to point out, as I pointed out on social media, um, I think it's important more than ever that we have a fan voice, fan representation in the US uh, because of the growing support and the commitment the club is making to growing their brand in North America. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also want to make sure that uh, people know that um, I will be a voice because it means a lot to me, uh, a voice for all Evertonians everywhere um, mm -hmm. from, from L4 to throughout the world. So um, yeah, I'm just excited to be a part of it. Uh, so, Very cool. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't been asking for votes. I've just been stressing the importance of voting because I think with all the initiatives that are underway right now with Everton Football Club, um, the new stadium, the new branding initiatives, the soccer schools in the U.S., they're, the club is really trying to to kind of embrace the global landscape, which is kind of the reality mm -hmm. in football. Yeah. So I think it's never been more important for supporters to have a, a, a connection with the club. And it's something that Everton does, I think, better than any club in the world is maintaining that connection with their fans. And Everton fans, I think, are more connected to each other 
than any other club in the world, as we've talked about. So it's very important to to vote for fans forum if you can if you, if you have a supporters number make sure you vote this week so um nice yeah and if you vote for me i appreciate it but if you don't yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah to, to for all you people out there to just credit he's he's literally going hey i'm not going to tell you to vote for me i just want you to vote i think it's so cool <laughs> and i was just like ah that's so yeah. jeff it's just very important it's very important so yeah. Yeah. Uh, so very cool, Jeff. That's exciting stuff, man. Congrats on on making the top ten, man. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, so so Jeff, on that on that uh, bombshell, it's it's time to end. I just I just dropped a little Top Gear on you, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So that's uh, that's the end of the show, man. We are we're uh, through. Um, oh. So anything anything else you want to? Uh, uh, do a little plugola for anything at all? No, it's good. I, I look forward to seeing you in, in Orlando. I look forward right. to seeing everyone in Orlando. I'm confident that uh, probably a lot of people that are watching this um, will probably be making the trip. So it'll be awesome to, uh, yeah, to meet people that, as I said, that I've, I've only met on social media or via Zoom calls. Um, to meet everyone in person, it's going to be a, it's going to be a lot of fun. So um, hopefully by then we'll have a ton to celebrate. We'll have a new manager. We'll have new transfers incoming, and uh, like you know it. the hope that kills will be you know aiming its arrows at us yet again. And that's fine. That's what we do at Evertonians. So. Yeah, uh, I'll make sure and wear a pink carnation so you know it's me. Um, <laughs> That's <laughs> you out in section one twenty two. There's Jerry. It won't be won't be enough to see the floppy haired goober with the blue blue glasses. No, it's the one wearing the pink flower. That's him. So <laughs> the Mickey right the Mickey ears. You got to have the Mickey yeah. ears. It's Orlando. Right? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go to Orlando and go to Disney World by myself. <laughs> I'll be that guy. Ah. Oh. Just trying well, space my hope over is and over again. And I know, I know DCL will just be coming off of Euros, but we've got to have DCL and, and, uh, and Davies roaming Disney World. Oh, my in gosh. Whatever kind of fat. There's, think about the Instagram photos we could add. Think, think, about, think about the, like, going down, like, the t photos where they go down, like, the, what is that? Uh, the, yeah. Is it Splash Mountain or something? So where they take the yeah. photo like midway through to see them like like look at each other like that'd be so great yeah like the breakfast with the uh what do they do the breakfast with the princesses or whatever and yeah uh, yeah this dominate great. how are dominate. they not doing this this has to happen they have to uh, has to happen they have to come all right so everybody we will hopefully see so many of you in orlando uh don't be shy about saying hello uh that'll be cool because i'll probably be shy about saying hello for the first time because i have that social thing but uh but yeah uh, it'll be cool very very excited very very neat situation happening um so uh yeah that's the end of the show if you've uh, been digging what you're hearing and or seeing please subscribe to the toppy blues youtube channel and or podcast we'd really appreciate it follow the toppy blues on twitter instagram facebook TikTok. um in a line across the street, wherever following would, would be good for you. Yes, do that. Um, also check out the Toffee Blues website. There's all kinds of content on there 
from Quality Blues that I know that I've never met in person, but I've met through the internet and they're very nice and they don't call me names to my face. So that's it. Jeff, thanks so much for your time. Good to see you, man. Always good to see you. Appreciate it. Everybody else out there, um, I, the season's over. Relax. <laughs> I'm always sad when the season ends. I don't even care how the season ends. I'm sad it's, every time the season ends because I, 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 miss, I miss going to the pub. I miss, you know. I, I, but I'm I miss, happy we've got, Orlando, well, we've got Orlando, though. So that'll be. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 time to. I I, I was joking about relaxing because I don't think anybody's going to relax for a while this summer. I just don't see it. Plenty of news. Plenty of news. So much. My thumb's already kind of like worn out from scroll. You know, refreshing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Like oh wow, Pirlo's a a contender now. What's going on here? Yeah, never know. (laughs) Apparently, that's a thing. All right. Should I ditch Jeff. this coaster? Should I keep this coaster, or should I? Uh, what should I do with this coaster? I'll take suggestions on what I should do with this. Uh, with this. That's coaster. a great so idea. Take suggestions. For the next one, and yeah, let me know what uh, what I should do. Uses for this coaster now. So, I mean, the back is cool. I should keep it for the back because it's a beers of Goodison. You may not be able to see that. There. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, that is cool. That's what you should do. Just flip it over. Yeah. Done. That's I've already done that. Yeah, I flipped it over. So I'm like, God, Carlo. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck with that. Give everybody give suggestions to to Jeff on his on his Twitter, or you can mail his home directly if you have his address. Cool. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Jeff. Thanks so much, man. It's good to talk to you. It's good good to catch up. Thanks, Sherry. Appreciate it. Yeah, always fun. All right, everybody else out there, have a good one. Take it easy. It'll be all right. Damn it. It will be all right. All right. Love y'all. Take care. Bye.